Section 7 of The Unknown Life of Jesus Christ This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read for you by Chiquito Crasto. The Unknown Life of Jesus Christ by Nicholas Notovich. Translated by J. H. Connolly and L. Landsberg. Chapter The Life of St. Isa. Part 3. Subsection 10. 1. Isa went from one city to another, strengthening by the word of God the courage of the Israelites, who were near to succumbing under their weight of woe, and thousands of the people followed him to hear his teachings. 2. But the chiefs of the cities were afraid of him, and they informed the principal governor residing in Jerusalem that a man called Isa had arrived in the country, who by his servants had arrayed the people against the authorities, and that multitudes listening assiduously to him neglected their labor, and, they added, he said that in a short time they would be free of their invader rulers. 3. Then Pilate, the governor of Jerusalem, gave orders that they should lay hold of the preacher Isa and bring him before the judges. In order, however, not to excite the anger of the populace, Pilate directed that he should be judged by the priests and scribes, the Hebrew elders, in their temple. Meanwhile, Isa continued his preaching, arrived at Jerusalem, and the people, who already knew his fame, having learned of his coming, went out to meet him. They greeted him respectfully, and opened to him the doors of their temple, to hear from his mouth what he had said in other cities of Israel. 6. And Isa said to them, The human race perishes because of the lack of faith, for the darkness and the tempest have caused the flock to go astray, and they have lost their shepherds. 7. But the tempests do not rage forever, and the darkness will not hide the light eternally. Soon the sky will become serene, the celestial light will again overspread the earth, and the strayed flock will reunite around their shepherd. 8. Wander not in the darkness, seeking the way, lest ye fall into the ditch, but gather together, sustain one another. Put your faith in your God, and wait for the first glimmer of light to reappear. 9. He who sustains his neighbor, sustains himself, and he who protects his family, protects all his people and his country. 10. For be assured that the day is near when you will be delivered from the darkness, you will be reunited into one family, and your enemy will tremble with fear. He who is ignorant of the favor of the great God. 11. The priests and the elders who heard him, filled with admiration for his language, asked him if it was true that he had sought to raise the people against the authorities of the country, as had been reported to the governor Pilate. 12. Can one raise against estrayed men, to whom darkness has hidden their road and their door? Answered Isa. I have but forewarned the unhappy, as I do here in this temple, that they should no longer advance on the dark road, for an abyss opens before their feet. 13. The power of this earth is not of long duration, and is subject to numberless changes. It would be of no avail for a man to rise in revolution against it for one phase of it always succeeds another, and it is thus that it will go on until the extinction of human life. 14. But do you not see that the powerful and the rich sow among the children of Israel 
a spirit of rebellion against the eternal power of heaven. 15. Then the elders asked him, Who art thou, and from what country hast thou come to us? We have not formerly heard thee spoken of, and do not even know thy name. 16. I am an Israelite, answered Esau, and on the day of my birth have seen the walls of Jerusalem, and have heard the sobs of my brothers reduced to slavery, and the lamentations of my sisters carried away by the pagans. 17. And my soul was afflicted when I saw that my brethren had forgotten the true God. When a child I left my father's house to go and settle among other people. 18. But, having heard it said that my brethren suffered even greater miseries now, I have come back to the land of my fathers to recall my brethren to the faith of their ancestors, which teaches us patience upon earth in order to attain the perfect and supreme bliss above. 19. Then the wise old men put to him again this question. We are told that thou disownest the laws of Mosa, and that thou teachest the people to forsake the temple of God. 20. Whereupon Isa, one does not demolish that which has been given by our heavenly Father, and which has been destroyed by sinners. I have but enjoined the people to purify the heart of all stains, for it is the veritable temple of God. 21. As regards the laws of Mosa, I have endeavoured to re-establish them in the hearts of men, and I say unto you, that ye ignore their true meaning, for it is not vengeance but pardon which they teach. Their sense has been perverted. Subsection 11 1. When the priests and the elders heard Isa, they decided among themselves not to give judgment against him, for he had done no harm to anyone, and, presenting themselves before Pilate, who was made governor of Jerusalem by the pagan king of the country of Romulus, they spake to him thus. 2. We have seen the man whom thou chargest with inciting our people to revolt. We have heard his discourses, and know that he is our countryman. 3. But the chiefs of the cities have made to you false reports, for he is a just man who teaches the people the word of God. After interrogating him, we have allowed him to go in peace. 4. The governor thereupon became very angry, and sent his disguised spies to keep watch upon Isa and report to the authorities the least word he addressed to the people. 5. In the meantime, the holy Isa continued to visit the neighboring cities and preached the true way of the Lord, enjoining the Hebrews' patience and promising them speedy deliverance. 6. And all the time, great numbers of the people followed him wherever he went, and many did not leave him at all, but attached themselves to him and served him. 7. And Isa said, Put not your faith in miracles performed by the hands of men, for he who rules nature is alone capable of doing supernatural things, while man is impotent to arrest the wrath of the winds or cause the rain to fall. 8. One miracle, however, is within the power of man to accomplish. It is, when his heart is filled with sincere faith, he resolves to root out from his mind all evil promptings and desires, and when, in order to attain this end, he ceases to walk the path of iniquity. 9. All the things done without God are only gross errors, illusions and seductions, serving but to show how much the heart of the doer is full of presumption, falsehood and impurity. 9. Put not your faith in oracles. God alone knows the future. He who has recourse to the diviners soils the temple of his heart and shows his lack of faith in his Creator. 11. 
belief in the diviners and their miracles destroys the innate simplicity of man and his childlike purity an infernal power takes hold of him whoso errs and forces him to commit various sins and give himself to the worship of idols twelve but the lord our god to whom none can be equalled is one omnipotent omniscient and omnipresent he alone possesses all wisdom and all light thirteen to him ye must address yourselves to be comforted in your afflictions aided in your works healed in your sickness and whoso asks of him shall not ask in vain fourteen the secrets of nature are in the hands of god for the whole world before it was made manifest existed in the bosom of the divine thought and has become material and visible by the will of the most high fifteen when ye pray to him become again like little children for ye know neither the past nor the present nor the future and god is the lord of time subsection twelve one just man said to him the disguised spies of the governor of jerusalem tell us if we must continue to do the will of caesar or expect our near deliverance two and isa who recognized the questioners as the apostate spies sent to follow him replied to them i have not told you that you would be delivered from caesar it is the soul sunk in error which will gain its deliverance three there cannot be a family without a head and there cannot be order in a people without a caesar whom ye should implicitly obey as he will be held to answer for his acts before the supreme tribunal four does caesar possess a divine right the spies asked him again and is he the best of mortals five there is no one the best among human beings but there are many bad who even as the sick need physicians require the care of those chosen for that mission in which must be used the means given by the sacred law of our heavenly father six mercy and justice are the high prerogatives of caesar and his name will be illustrious if he exercises them seven but he who acts otherwise who transcends the limits of power he has over those under his rule and even goes so far as to put their lives in danger offends the great judge and derogates from him his own dignity in the eyes of men eight upon this an old woman who had approached the group to better hear isa was pushed aside by one of the disguised men who placed himself before her nine then said isa it is not good for a son to push away his mother that he may occupy the place which belongs to her whoso doth not respect his mother the most sacred being after his god is unworthy of the name of son ten hearken to what i say to you respect woman for in her we see the mother of the universe and all the truth of divine creation is to come through her eleven she is the fount of everything good and beautiful as she is also the germ of life and death upon her man depends in all his existence for she is the moral and natural support in his labors twelve in pain and suffering she brings you forth in the sweat of her brow she watches over your growth and until her death you cause her greatest anxieties bless her and adore her for she is your only friend and support on earth thirteen respect her defend her in so doing you will gain for yourself her love you will find favor before god and for her sake many sins will be remitted to you fourteen love your wives and respect them for they will be the mothers of tomorrow and later the grandmothers of a whole nation fifteen be submissive to the wife her love ennobles man softens his hardened heart 
tames the wild beast in him and changes it to a lamb. 16. Wife and mother are the priceless treasures which God has given to you. They are the most beautiful ornaments of the universe, and from them will be born all who will inhabit the world. 17. Even as the Lord of hosts separated the light from the darkness and the dry land from the waters, so does woman possess the divine gift of calling forth out of man's evil nature all the good that is in him. 18. Therefore I say unto you, after God, to woman must belong your best thoughts, for she is the divine temple where you will most easily obtain perfect happiness. 19. Draw from this temple your moral force. There you will forget your sorrows and your failures, and recover the love necessary to aid your fellow men. 20. Suffer her not to be humiliated, for by humiliating her you humiliate yourselves, and lose the sentiment of love without which nothing can exist here on earth. 21. Protect your wife, that she may protect you, you and all your household. All that you do for mothers, your wives, for a widow, for any other woman in distress, you will do for your God. Subsection 13. 1. Thus Esau taught the people of Israel for three years, in every city, in every village, on the highways and in the fields, and all he said came to pass. 2. All this time the disguised spies of the governor Pilate observed him closely, but heard nothing to sustain the accusations formerly made against Isa by the chiefs of the cities. 3. But St. Isa's growing popularity did not allow Pilate to rest. He feared that Isa would be instrumental in bringing about a revolution culminating in his elevation to the sovereignty, and therefore ordered the spies to make charges against him. 4. Then soldiers were sent to arrest him, and they cast him into a subterranean dungeon, where he was subjected to all kinds of tortures, to compel him to accuse himself, so that he might be put to death. 5. The saint, thinking only of the perfect bliss of his brethren, endured all these torments with resignation to the will of the Creator. 6. The servants of Pilate continued to torture him, and he was reduced to a state of extreme weakness, but God was with him, and did not permit him to die at their hands. 7. When the principal priests and wise elders learned of the sufferings which their saint endured, they went to Pilate begging him to liberate Isa, so that he might attend the great festival which was near at hand. 8. But this the governor refused. Then they asked him that Isa should be brought before the elders' council, so that he might be condemned or acquitted before the festival, and to this Pilate agreed. 9. On the following day, the governor assembled the principal chiefs, priests, elders, and judges for the purpose of judging Isa. 10. The saint was brought from his prison. They made him sit before the governor, between two robbers, who were to be judged at the same time with Isa, so as to show the people he was not the only one to be condemned. 11. And Pilate, addressing himself to Isa, said, It is true, O man, that thou incisest the population against the authorities with the purpose of thyself becoming king of Israel. 12. Isa replied, one does not become king by one's own purpose thereto. They have told you an untruth when you were informed that I was inciting the people to revolution. I have only preached the king of heaven, and it was him whom I told the people to worship. 13. For the sons of Israel have lost their original innocence, and unless they return to worship the true God, they will be sacrificed, and their temple will fall in ruins. 14. The worldly power upholds order in the land. I told them not to forget this, 
I said to them, live in conformity with your situation, and refrain from disturbing public order. And at the same time I exhorted them to remember that disorder reigned in their own hearts and spirits. 15. Therefore the King of Heaven has punished them, and has destroyed their nationality, and taken from them their national kings. But, I added, if you will be resigned to your fate, as a reward, the kingdom of heaven will be yours. 16. At this moment the witnesses were introduced, one of whom deposed thus, Thou hast said to the people that in comparison with the power of the king, who would soon liberate the Israelites from the yoke of the heathen, the worldly authorities amounted to nothing. 17. Blessings upon thee, said Isa, for thou hast spoken the truth. The king of heaven is greater and more powerful than the laws of man, and his kingdom surpasses the kingdoms of this earth. 18. And the time is not far off when Israel, obedient to the will of God, will throw off its yoke of sin, for it has been written that a forerunner would appear to announce the deliverance of the people, and that he would reunite them in one family. 19. Thereupon the governor said to the judges, have you heard this? The Israelite Esau acknowledges the crime of which he is accused. Judge him then according to your laws, and pass upon him condemnation to death. 20. We cannot condemn him, replied the priests and the ancients. As thou hast heard, he spoke of the King of Heaven, and he has preached nothing which constitutes insubordination against the law. 21. Thereupon the governor called a witness who had been bribed by his master Pilate to betray Esau, and this man said to Esau, Is it not true that thou hast represented thyself as a king of Israel, when thou didst say that he who reigns in heaven sent thee to prepare his people? 22. But Esau blessed the man and answered, Thou wilt find mercy, for what thou hast said did not come out from thine own heart. Then turning to the governor he said, Why dost thou lower thy dignity, and teach thy inferiors to tell falsehood, when without doing so, it is in thy power to condemn an innocent man. 23. When Pilate heard his words, he became greatly enraged and ordered that Esau be condemned to death and that the two robbers should be declared guiltless. 24. The judges, after consulting among themselves, said to Pilate, We cannot consent to take this great sin upon us, to condemn an innocent man and liberate malefactors. It would be against our laws. 25. Act thyself then as thou seest fit. Thereupon the priests and elders walked out and washed their hands in a sacred vessel and said, We are innocent of the blood of this righteous man. Subsection 14. 1. By order of the governor, the soldiers seized Esau and the two robbers and led them to the place of execution, where they were nailed upon the crosses erected for them. 2. All day long the bodies of Esau and the two robbers hung upon the crosses, bleeding, guarded by the soldiers. The people stood all around, and the relatives of the executed prayed and wept. 3. When the sun went down, Esau's tortures ended. He lost consciousness, and his soul disengaged itself from the body to reunite with God. 4. Thus ended the terrestrial existence of the reflection of the eternal spirit under the form of a man who had saved hardened sinners and comforted the afflicted. 5. Meanwhile Pilate was afraid for what he had done, and ordered the body of the saint to be given to his relatives, who put it in a tomb near to the place of execution. Great numbers of persons came to visit the tomb, and the air was filled with their wailings and lamentations. 6. Three days later, the governor sent his soldiers to remove Isa's body and bury it in some other place, 
for he feared a rebellion among the people. 7. The next day, when the people came to the tomb, they found it open and empty, the body of Isa being gone. Thereupon the rumour spread that the Supreme Judge had sent his angels from heaven to remove the mortal remains of the saint in whom part of the divine spirit had lived on earth. 8. When Pilate learned of this rumour, he grew angry and prohibited under penalty of death the naming of Isa or praying for him to the Lord. 9. But the people nevertheless continued to weep over Isa's death and to glorify their master. Wherefore, many were carried into captivity, subjected to torture, and put to death. 10. And the disciples of St. Isa departed from the land of Israel and went in all directions. To the heathen, preaching that they should abandon their gross errors, think of the salvation of their souls, and earn the perfect bliss which awaits human beings in the immaterial world, full of glory, where the great Creator abides in all His immaculate and perfect majesty. 11. The heathen, their kings and their warriors, listened to the preachers, abandoned their erroneous beliefs, and forsook their priests and their idols to celebrate the praises of the most wise Creator of the universe, King of Kings, whose heart is filled with infinite mercy. End of Part 3 of The Life of St. Isa Read for you by Chiquito Craster, Birmingham, Alabama